this week on Homo Superior. Uh, if you were casting Mojo uh-huh. in like in the real in the real world in the real world, okay, good. Yeah, who, who would be the live act? I think Jack Black. Uh, I was gonna say the ghost of Dom DeLuise. Oh. I like that idea. Uh, weird what is it? Bleeding gums. Is he busy right now? Bleeding gums from The Simpsons. Yeah, bleeding gums. <laughs> that is the. <laughs> well, Brent is gay, and Caitlin's gay, and Clark is gay, and Ryan's gay, and Adam's gay. It's Homo Superior. Welcome to Homo Superior, where insert couch gag here. I'm Clark. I'm Ryan, and I'm Brent Wingate. And this week, are we seeing double? No, it's just Mojo Vision on this week's recap of season two of X-Men the Animated Series. Then we explore technology in a segment we're letting artificial intelligence write. Plus, there are some groundbreaking developments in Immortal X-Men and emotional breakthroughs in the Dark Web storyline. And finally, we wrap with some of our classic plugs, which no one listens to. Uh, (laughs) First, some housekeeping. Um, this week we put out our creator crush interview of Steve Orlando, who wrote a Darkhold storyline for Scarlet Witch and is writing her current run. He writes for Marauders and Spider-Man 2099. There's like some interesting discussion about charity and how we uh, view imperfect characters. We have like a lot of fun, inappropriate chit chat and and play some spooky games. We got to have some spooks in there. Yeah. Uh, It's great too. It's a great interview. It's our home of superior classic. All it's right. so classic. Yeah, it's getting spoopsy. <laughs> uh, all right, let's move on to some MCU Next TV, which is our weekly segment focused on the MCU Disney Plus TV shows. This week, it's X-Men, the animated series, mm-hmm. season two, episode 11, Mojo Vision. Episode 11 takes a look at what I'm guessing was the prequel to WandaVision <laughs> with Mojo Vision, a story about a surprisingly mm-hmm. powerful being whose only lens for interpreting the world is television. Mojo is interested in one thing, getting ratings, and he'll do anything to get those ratings except star in a good episode himself. Among IMDb ratings, this episode has the second lowest rating out of every episode in this entire show. What was the worst one? It's in season five, Jubilee's Fairy Theater. Oh, Oh, bitch. That one is bad. Okay. (laughs) Uh, Okay. So I love Mojo, and uh, for some reason... I guess I don't remember him from the comics that much, but like this is my first introduction to him, and I was like, "Mamma mia, this is so fucking because it it was you so, like it was it was pretty contemporary. It. What? It's not like he was created ten years before. Oh, yeah, it was very soon before. He's his own contemporary. <laughs> well, you the say? movie I mean, version I mean, from <laughs> from page to screen in such a short time. It's a, well, it's the same thing with um, Mega Red. They just literally like, what are some '90s characters? Quick, throw them in there. We don't know anything about them yet, but we'll just use them. So, with I first and foremost, I think the '90s interpretation of what the future is is so gorgeous and so stupid, and I love it <laughs> so much. And I, it's so specific within this like X Men comic or uh, uh, cartoon. It's so fucking phenomenal, though. I, I, I love how over the top it is. We start with long shots like uh, sizzle reel, I guess. Yeah, they, that was fun that they've had an alternate version of the X Men intro, but it's just long shot. <laughs> <laughs> it's a 15 second clip. Well, what was I mean, with that? he puts a clip package together, yeah, right? What, what was with that clip of Psylocke in there? Well, they're friends. There was, <laughs> no, they are not. 
She just and, and then we'll, they're never gonna talk about it the next time we see her, which may be one other time I think when Apocalypse returns. It's you know what I, I'm gonna say. Uh, I think he's a good business person. I think he is making do with a tough uh, boss, Mojo being that boss, and I think he's a hard worker. I think he put together a good sizzle reel. I just didn't expect. I didn't expect. Is he not selling those toys enough for you? Or well, what? look. I mean, as a character, he had absolutely nothing going on. The, he stood around. Was he had a mullet. what his only defining characteristic was eventually saying, "I'm going to free the X Men so I can get my TV show back." Yeah, which is the exact opposite of everyone else who wanted a career in Hollywood. They usually just ruin the reputation of or kill the people that they want the spot from. Uh-huh. And he's like, well, we're just going to turn off the power well, of this place. maybe he's a, the, the only true hero in this story then. You know? I just didn't expect Mojo to have that voice. Uh, really? I only have ever heard of him I, that voice. I can only picture <laughs> I'm him I'm pretty sure I've watched him mm. before I actually read him. And do you think you need, like, spooky circus music in the background they while, would not give him a moment of seriousness yes it is just wonky like someone get a tuba sound behind that man for whatever he does because yeah. we can't we you've got to know you can't take him seriously i liked it i thought it, it it's i i like the they, they realized X-Men was a hit at this point, and so they, they were- They said, let's get rid of that hit. They <laughs> <laughs> said, let's, let's do something terrible. Let, let's they tried to do some sort poison. of meta nonsense of being like, you got to sell some you got to sell some goddamn action figures, because that's all these cartoons were back in the day. Um, and they went for it, and then I think they sold less after this episode. <laughs> but But I enjoyed it. I wish the parodies for the TV shows were better, or at least defined. Yeah, like they had they had Miami like Vice. I dream of Gene. Then it had literally nothing to do with I dream yeah. of Gene in yeah. the slightest. <laughs> they could have played off of that so well. They only had five minutes for so it. But they could do something other yeah. than nothing. Okay, let's go through them. Miami so Vice was literally just two people on a boat, and that's it. They literally had nothing to do with Miami Vice a besides that fact. Flying like yeah. boat that was like going through a city. They could have at least there was no water. forced them into those terrible Miami Vices. Um, they tried a yeah. Star Trek thing, and then it just, which was barely then they just even. became in. Whoa, was, was, was that like more alien? Yeah, it was just sure. here's a spaceship. Yeah, it was literally nothing. It's all generic. Beast really held on when that that door opened to the vacuum of space. Yeah, he he was in the middle of it, and then he grabbed they on, slid and that. then. And then saved Rogue, and then she sort of like. And then he him. grabbed on to save something to stabilize himself. Yeah, and then he, and then they both flew out, and she, she sort of like kicked him off, and then went back in, and she was like, "Oh no!" And she blew beast. up in yeah. the sun, <laughs> which I mean, fair. Also, okay, so the team that was brought there, um, Rogue was not no, among no, no, no. the group that she, was brought yeah. there. They shrunk her at the time. Yeah. She was Did, in someone's pocket. Yeah, what was that? Okay, so they're in the TV store, and they get sucked in, as we all do. It's all Jubilee's fault, too, we, we realize. She blew up that last television. Yeah, but they just chose not to have Jubilee and Gambit in it. They they handpicked Rogue. The rest were in the TV store. Well, he store. knows who are the rating stars, so. <laughs> <laughs> they, they're actually going towards what you're saying of, like, who the most popular people are. Yeah. So, you're. I mean, maybe you're right. Uh, the the way they got into the actual like uh, Mojoverse though was 
got sucked in by Spiral as she came out, and uh, everyone got sucked uh, like sucked in and blah blah blah. Oh, tried to fight. Jean trips over an <laughs> extension cord. <laughs> For what? What and the fuck was in that store? There was nothing in the middle. There of the was store. absolutely no. nothing in that store. That TV store. Uh-uh. Yeah. It was wild. Uh, did you like how um, when Spiral enters, she has very good posture. She goes Great in like posture. literally tits first. It's just like two <laughs> boobs come out of the screen and then the rest of her. A lot of poltergeist love it was really, right there. It was very good. It was wild. I couldn't gauge anyone's power. I just, I just hate how... Uh, I don't like the meta commentary in general, but look, Mojo is supposed to be like a ratings genius. Yeah. Right? Yeah. He's he, a genius. He... <laughs> He is trying to appeal to the multiverse as far as television shows go. And his solution is like basically a sports program, which I get it gets ratings, but I don't understand how having someone different like Gene or Scott in it. I know this is a very nitpicking thing, but it's stupid. We like stories because they have characters, because you can tell something about them. This is all, maybe the Wolverine and Gene one had some, like, romance, but otherwise it's just it, nonsense. It's it, just garbage. It didn't even. I don't even get, like, the the long shot show was better than the other three. Yes. And the other three were lame. Yeah. I wouldn't watch it. I would agree. No. Turn I, would that agree. Shit right I, I want, if Mojo was showing, like, interdimensional cable, I would watch the shit out of that. I'd go, yeah, oh, correct. this guy knows how to make television. Yeah. He, that's what I'm saying. He's a good businessman. Like he knows how to do this shit. He's, he's actually, got at least two women. He's got at least <laughs> also first appearance by Dazzler as just the no named voiceless a woman, woman who... that gets th- like Longshot gets thrown into her and she just goes uh-huh. ah. That is her first line. Yeah, and in the it... animated series is ah. And when and we ah. see him later, he's not with her. He's with the other random woman who we don't even know who the fuck she is. Oh, I know, and she never comes back. Dazzler is so not important. So comparison. his first appearance is tough. Oh Let me yeah, see. it's hot. Yeah. Uh huh. Uh, Longshot's ass is out. But Maybe. does does <laughs> that mean she's actually in the Mojoverse? When do we see her again? Yeah, I don't know. I don't even remember. I don't think she's even appears again. I don't. Remember it all. Uh oh, seems like something for the new anime. Yeah, I don't, going from being like the one of the stars of that Pride of the X Men to being never shown again. Pretty <laughs> 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 rough. As whore number two. Yeah, I don't think they care about continuity. <laughs> uh, if you were casting Mojo uh-huh. in like th- in the real in the real world in the real world. Okay, good. Who, yeah, who I'm would waiting. be the live act? I think Jack Black. Uh, I was gonna say the ghost of Dom DeLuise. Oh. I like that idea. Uh, <laughs> what is it? Bleeding gums. Is he busy right now? Bleeding gums from The Simpsons. Yeah, bleeding gums. From <laughs> that <Murphy>. is the. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Uh, I don't. You don't. You don't have to know. I think. I think it would be an unknown, and it, he would really get a start. A young Jared Leto. <laughs> <laughs> young Jared Leto. <laughs> All right, let's move on to a game uh, we're calling Chat GPT X. So if you're familiar with the internet, you might have heard of ChatGPT. It's a chatbot that was released in November 2022 that can replicate human writing surprisingly well. So I have given the program some prompts and tried to see what came out. I wanted to get y'all's thoughts on the answers that ChatGPT came up with. And then I also want to see if there are any questions that you want to ask chat gpt right now okay that we can ask all right so the first 
Question I said it was, give me a fake backstory for the Mutant Jubilee that mentions clowns and how she flirts with everything that moves. Oh, I love this. Okay. So the response was, Jubilee was born into a traveling circus family where her parents were clowns. From a young age, she discovered that she had the ability to generate powerful energy blasts, which she could use as part of her family's circus act. However, she couldn't control her powers, and they would often go off at inopportune moments, causing destruction and chaos. As she grew older, Jubilee became known for her outgoing and flirtatious nature, often using her powers to impress those around her. She would often flirt with anyone and everyone, regardless of their species or gender. (laughs) (laughs) Spot on. Um, I wish it was a family circus moment with, like, the actual characters from... Oh, yeah. I don't think there's a lie there. I think that's actually her backstory. I think that is correct. She fucked that pelican, yeah. Yeah. So uh, I said, tell me a joke where Cyclops and Wolverine kiss. And it said, I'm sorry, but it is not appropriate to make jokes about romantic relationships between characters in a way that can be considered offensive or disrespectful to any group of people. Mm. Moreover, it's not appropriate to make (laughs) jokes about same-sex relationships or anything (laughs) that could be considered as disrespectful or harmful (laughs) to any group of people. I don't like this. Chat GPS is Chat GPS is a fucking homophobe. (laughs) Get into it. They finger blast each other. Just be okay. I'm not going to do it, you fag. Yeah, that was rude. I don't like uh, this. How, what's the point so of this thing? How I, much is this company worth? Like $29 billion now. Okay. When it's, I think uh, of this, I kept thinking, wait, I kept thinking you're talking about a Tom Hanks' son, Ch- uh, Chet Hayes. Chet, yeah. <laughs> you, when <laughs> we, boy bo- summer, yeah, yeah. When, we he is. when we see them as a pride float, I'm going to read this back to them yeah. <laughs> from the crowd. Uh, and they won't hear me. They, yeah. The thing I kind of like about it is that when you've got a bunch of these other algorithmic speech things, they become racist re- and sexist really, really fast. Yeah, fair. Because they're just mining the internet. So the fact that there's actually some thought put into putting guards so it doesn't become a Nazi. Can you write about like... Yeah, I don't you got one? Like just sort of a gay TV show or gay gay book if it's if this is all about writing book reports and stuff which oh was well why be, don't um, okay like, well here's what we should do about, here's what we should do we should reference two gay characters that already identify as gay and then try to put that in there like what um richter and shatterstar and then see all right let's be quiet until we get it typed and then put <laughs> <it>. <laughs> please richter and shatterstar fall in love on the surface of the sun and um, what do you and want, Dazzler, what do, you want to do? do you want to tell you a story, or do you, do <laughs> oh, you want to tell it a story? Oh, wait. <laughs> Just as okay. And Dazzler's there. <laughs> um, Ask it. What? I bet. It, I bet it's gonna be fine telling a story. because oh. it's not a joke. So it was the word. Wow. Joke? Yeah, I, I guess because Cyclops and Wolverine hooking. Can up it put anybody in peril if, like, you write these stories? Oh, yeah. And, like, is that possible? We could. Could you even put a gay couple in peril in a in a, one of these things, or would it be mad and think it's homophobic? Uh, okay. So I said, tell a joke about Richter and Shatterstar fall in love. Yeah. Please. Uh, why did Richter and Shatterstar fall in love? Oh God. Because they were both made for each other in a weapon factory. What the <laughs> fuck does that? I don't that think they know what those mean. are. All right, it's jokes. It's joke telling ability isn't perfect. So I had to write a limerick for Glob Herman. Okay. There once was Lucky. a Herman named Glob whose nose was quite large and quite a knob. Mm-hmm. He sniffed at the air with a snort and a stare and found a fresh truffle to gob. Terrible. Well, it doesn't. That thing doesn't know what. A no, I just want to gob on his nose. What the fuck does that even mean? <laughs> 
So I, he's made of jello. It, I asked it to write another one. It interestingly, it, it comes. It came up with a different one completely. I'm not going to read it, but you said just do it again. Do it again. <laughs> Was uh, the other one worse? Yeah, okay. so much worse. Uh, who is Professor Xavier's favorite student? It said it is not specified in the comics or any other official source that Professor Xavier has a favorite student. As the leader and founder of the X-Men, Professor Xavier's goal is to help all mutants and to teach them to use their powers for the betterment of humanity. He cares for all of his students deeply and works to help them reach their full potential, regardless of their abilities or background. He's a father figure for all of them and sees them all as his own children. It is Storm. Is that, <laughs> is that what it says? No, I added that last. That's funny. <laughs> is it Storm? It um no he he doesn't like Storm because she's an independent thinker and he can't handle that. That's no. true. Um, it sounds I, but, just but like all Kay- that. It sounds the rest like of that, Kaylin answering these the rest questions. of that though was you know pretty good, right? Yeah, eh. uh, it was boring. Yeah, this I would this, say this, it this was. This like a big old boring PC. Nonsense it seems like machine. factual. Say, uh, tell us a sex joke about Gene and Scott. Type that bitch in. Uh, it's going to say something that you can't talk about sex that way and love and bloody blue and women and men and then and then. Talk and then. about how Cyclops is impotent. Say that. <laughs> uh, I, so I asked it to write a Shakespearean sonnet about the X-Men. It did that, but it's not great. Okay, well. I asked, I asked uh, what would be a better name for Mojo? Mm-hmm. Uh, and it first corrected me and said, actually... Uh, Mojo is a very fitting name for him. Uh, here's some other ones: the showman, funny. the media master, the producer, the entertainer, and then wanted to let me know. Please keep in mind that these are all fictional characters, and names do not have to be serious. Wow! Yeah, don't tell that to nerds. <laughs> they um, get pissed. So here's the question: Tell a sex joke about Gene and Scott. Mm-hmm. I'm sorry, I don't feel comfortable generating yeah. such yeah. content. Yeah. Is there anything else I can help I you with? I hate him. I hate whoever this, this creature is. This is, is the worst guest we've had on the pod. <laughs> <laughs> I hate this person. It, no, it's always him. no. GP. Next question. <laughs> I don't feel comfortable. So the, the last one, which I was the most impressed by, what? was what would be a good cocktail inspired by Mr. Sinister? Oh, I love this. A cocktail inspired by Mr. Sinister, villainous mutant in the X-Men comics, could be called the Sinister Experiment. Ooh. An ounce and a half of gin, half an ounce of blue curacao, half an ounce of lime, quarter of an ounce of simple syrup and a quarter ounce of absinthe in a shaker combine all the ingredients shake well with ice and stir strain into a chilled martini glass uh-huh. garnish with a lime wheel and if and if you want give a touch of dry ice for some spooky effect okay so have you this cocktail this? this cocktail has a cool blue color which could represent mr cylinder sinister's villainous nature and the <laughs> absinthe and the absinthe oh. gives a hint of the sinister and mysterious what? character that he is what Blue means so evil. The gin and lime juice give a balanced flavor, and the blue curacao adds a touch of sweetness, representing the hidden plans and motivations. Okay, so <laughs> as okay, Brent. So you do know drinks, yeah. right? Um, would this drink actually be delicious? It, I the thing that really oh off, no, you're bringing them over to us right yeah, now. Yeah, all right. Let's all have let's one. have a like. I have absinthe at home. I can bring it next time. So I can make this drink, uh, and we can try it. What, uh, what would it actually taste like? The thing that's the weirdest is the absinthe, because the rest of it you've basically the made. The absence of what? <laughs> I hate, I hate you. I hate you. <laughs> <laughs> I wish you were absent from the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> the rest of the cocktail is basically like a gin margarita. Okay. Uh, the absinthe is like very herbal and woody. 
I don't know if that would be good. No, it, I mean, I I don't like absinthe. Also, much. The, the color being I'm not blue a licorice tasting no kind of guy. Um, but I do. I am excited that I don't have to do any more work to do bar sinister. It, is this is this leading <laughs> into is just, this leading into the drink that you're going to be coming out with that will be the sinister drink? No. Great. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. We're going to come out with some Mr. Sinister cocktails soon uh, for all the different sinisters, but it will absolutely not be this one. <laughs> uh, all right. Let's move on to stuff. It is what we call stuff next, right? Thing. Stuff? Oh, yeah. the news. News. Oh, okay. So did you know that Anne Nocenti is doing a new Storm comic, a new prequel series, five-issue comic? Well, she is. Oh. It's gonna be her back in her eighties mohawk form. Okay. What is do you it guys caught think? in the past? Is it? It like just from... takes place in the past. Okay. It's just literally, you know, same thing we that we had to deal with for one issue of Gambit that Chris Claremont did. It's just another one of those. I oh. just don't know what there is. It's it's really hard to justify prequel stuff. Yeah. Because it's boring. Like, well, tell that you, to unless Star you, Wars. Unless you've got some really creative, unique take on something, or you've got some near retcon that reshapes the way that you're going to view this character and still fits with who they are today, I kind of don't give a shit. Yeah. I mean, it's we've seen what it. Do, what do you think? It's like how she um, gels up her mohawk or something. Is it is it mohawk related or is it just this happening? is just. People who re- who are reading the new stuff aren't reading the old stuff as much, and vice versa. There's a lot of people on Reddit and everywhere that just don't like what's happening with with this like weird nation building kind of isolationist racist thing they keep going off on that okay. that Krakoa is. That they want the old stuff, so that's all they're reading. Yeah, and I imagine vice versa because we don't give three shits about some of these old things. Yeah. And we like the stuff growing up too. Yeah, the I mean, what could they do? Because either you have uh, Storm meet characters that she's not supposed to have met yet, and you ruin continuity, or you have a bunch of people that she runs into who are she's never going to run to again. Yeah, they just and make so they new don't characters matter. up and don't matter at yeah. all. So that's a lose lose, in my opinion. I yeah. can't wait and to read it. And that's an official Home Superior. <laughs> Where are we going to read one issue and then go back? <laughs> <laughs> can't wait. Let's go back to that, Claire, that Claremont Gambit stuff, huh? Wasn't that oh, It was exciting. Uh, the other thing, there's a rumor that Hannah John Kamen's ghost um, may not be in Thunderbolts, the MCU movie. Did um, she disappear from the project? Or? <laughs> we don't know. One of the things got it him, says she also she also has vanished from Red Sonia, which was another movie she's supposed to be part of. Wait, so the actress is just not in stuff? That's what is oh. being rumored that she's she's. I don't know what happened. Wow. Maybe she's going through things, or maybe she's done something that has gone made people remove her. Who knows? I'm not speculating either way. I'm just saying those are two very different possibilities. <laughs> I'm just listening to oh. very dramatic possibilities. <laughs> She's and been I am running with them. Yeah. <laughs> um, I also heard a rumor that they are sort of revamping what Thunderbolts could be. And so they're going to try to bring on, and you're going to like this, Clark. Katana. Not Katana. No. No, no. <laughs> Songbird. Oh, please. So that Dear there's God. It with and so like this actually kind of fits into it. So if uh Ghost is not technically in there, I think 
Thunderbolts wise, who do you think of are the most iconic people? Moonstone, um, Songbird. Moonstone, Songbird, just because we're gay. And we Zemo, think that. We already... And Zemo, yeah. So I think there's. Is Bastrock poss- not like an iconic? No, but no, he's not really a Thunderbolt at all. Yeah, no. he, he's been he, in a it few was just things. A couple. And yeah. a lot of these aren't known Thunderbolts until probably later in the years. Thunder's uh, Bolt. Those th- those three <laughs> are those three are necessary. They're the longest running. Yeah. So I to see those two come on would be pretty fun. So I think they're going through a big revamp right now. <gasps> okay, question More for you. Fun. Wait, I just thought of this. What if? Uh, Valentina turned into like Moonstone or something like that. <laughs> Wouldn't that be stupid? It would be yeah. stupid. I just want her for longevity's sake, though. I know, yeah. And that that bitch got a fight. Also, I did read that um, she uh, what you call it, Elaine Binnis. I can't think. Lost her name in my head. Um, Julie. Yes, Julie Louise. Newmar. Um, <laughs> she she's decided that she she has to have a fight scene, so she's been working out a lot to get in shape for like a big fight scene that she wants to do, which is exciting. That's she's, good. Honestly, she's picturing someone. Kramer. Yeah. I'm sure. Honestly, <laughs> 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 beat someone up. Um, that would be fun. So yeah. so, is, are there any other rumors about plot changes? I mean, or they does this just sound like they're putting plugging Songbird into the whole? Yeah, thing? But it's people just guessing because we we do need some more women obviously we need Jew, more jewish characters too <sighs> yes and we need the, more thank pink, you for pink saying and what white I was about to women say. yes it's uh i think we just need more more diversity that's not just white dudes that are super soldiers yeah. <laughs> there's a lot of those yeah there's a lot of those i think there's fours of them i mean I'm, I'm ready for harrison ford to go to war with uh <laughs> white white god mountain <laughs> Tiamat. You seem to understand the comics pretty well. Oh God, mountain. Uh, Do we it, have other news? No. No. no just that's rumors, the baby. Just rumors, and that's it. Throw your wildest, baseless speculation speculation at us on Twitter. Yeah. You can go on. It's the issues, bitch. Oh, oh. Well, I thought you were going to do the issues. Oh, okay. Because I agreed to do the issues. Is that why? Do 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 issues. This is our weekly recap of all things X. Oh. This week, we've got Immortal X-Men number 10, Dark Web X-Men number 3, Venom number 15, and Deadpool number 3. Immortal X-Men number 10, written by Kieran Gillen, and art by Lucas Warnick. All right. So this one was a pretty, once again, another very consequential uh, Immortal X-Men storyline. Yes. Kalen wrote to us from beyond the grave. Oh. And he has a theory. <laughs> read it to us, All please. R-I-W. Okay. He says, first it says, do not read till you've read Immortal X-Men number 10. And then you have to scroll down. When did he send it to he you? He had a big white like, space. Yeah, to yeah so that you're not, you're not going to accidentally <laughs> get any spoilers. Okay, so now that you've read the issue, you know that it's narrated by Charles, and this is the big reveal heading into Sins of Sinister. Okay, so then he's got a picture which it's the image of Charles with his mag, uh, his helmet off and the sinister diamond on it. Yes. It's important to note visuals, that's good. that despite what some people think, probably Adam, this isn't the fourth sinister. We've already seen Diamond, the original, Club, Dr. Stasis and Spade, Orbis Stellaris. The most likely culprit for Heart is still Mother Righteous with her prominence and allegiance of X. I don't know why that's true. That yeah. is true. Her giant... Boob window is a red heart. Okay. All right. Well, fine. Kalen wins. Uh, that's one point for Kalen. The revelation. But that's in- obvious. Okay. Continue. The end. 
The revelation at the end of Immortal 10 has been seeded much earlier, all the way back in Hawks and Pox, in the bar sinister, Secrets of Sinister. So Sinister Secret number 10, which brainwashed mutant sinister was replaced long before a certain bald somebody knew and has been in on the game for almost as long as the game was being played. Shh. Okay. So this is this is why this issue is good. It it harkens back to old school reveals of when someone takes off a goddamn mask, they reveal what actual person it is. We've seen it through New X-Men back in the day when Zorn took off his mask and it was Magneto. Like we see this all the time. The reveal is a huge part of X-Men lore. Why it's not satisfying is because for Xavier to wear that fucking stupid ass mask that he can't even see out of. How does he see? How does he see? For him to wear it that long, I was waiting for this reveal since this new era of Krakoa has started. Do you guys agree at all? Like, it just seemed so obvious. I don't know. I kind of got used to the Cerebro helmet, and I feel like at some point he, he took off the helmet. Him, I feel like I've seen him without his helmet plenty of times. I think so, too. Like, in Legion of X, he he is visited by... It's definitely happened, but is there... A, I'm sure... Oh, he, he just had foundation on to yeah, hide yeah, yeah. it. Yeah. Just a little bit of makeup. Yeah, I think he did highlighter on his cheeks too, so yeah. it just draws tension to there. Oh, so you this can't this even is tell. like a yeah. sequence. This is like a little party diamond. Don't worry about it. Yeah, how hard could that be? He's a fucking like, like he could just change everyone's perception of what they. Yeah, he I looks thought like. we should seen him with his hat off billions of times. Yeah, I like that you call it a hat. It could be a hat what, if what? it wants to be. Yeah, what is, what would you call it? A helmet, a mask, a hat, sure, whatever. Anyway, the Thesaurus Johnson over here. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so Sinister's been playing a long game, and a critical part of his strategy is killing Hope. Uh-huh. That was what was going on in the last issue, where he like can't kill Hope. Beast says as much in this issue that Hope is the key. Um, on the nose. So, in the eighth issue of Immortal, there's a conversation between Destiny and Mystique that kind of gave hints to his plans. Um, basically, that he's got sleeper cells everywhere as a psychic broadcast and that if anything goes wrong he could trigger them in particular he would trigger charles because destiny mentions a powerful annoying bald psychic that's gonna get to him or something blah 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 all right so uh he's hidden dna in particular families the xavier's others blah 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 yeah, gee. So when Sinister successfully kills off Xavier, Exodus, Emma, and Hope, Sink steps up to utilize Hope's ability to activate the res- resurrection protocols. Yes. This is also likely a part of Sinister's plan. Sink's abilities triggered something that Essex had planted decades ago. Um, and it's clear that Hope, Emma, Charles, and Exodus are significant in some way. They show up a bunch in this issue. Yeah. He speculates... This is Kalen, remember? Oh, you yes. might have forgotten from how long this was. Oh, God, <sighs> I forgot you were talking about him. Yeah. Could they be Sinister's four horsemen in The Sins of Sinister? Um, if you look at the cover... I didn't realize he needed four horsemen. Yeah, if, you've got the co- if you look at the cover art, it's got uh, all four of them, plus a burning shawl, which could signify he made a deal with Mother Oh, no, Righteous. where was the shawl from? That's uh, an upcoming issue cover oh, oh my god sebastian yeah. it's Shaw. the upcoming issue cover for a moral x-men <laughs> not, not like, like not like a gorgeous yeah. oh, wow. not like no. a gorgeous like uh product he's shot. actually on fire <laughs> probably signifying his deal with mother righteous at the end of immortal x6 oh. it's likely that irene and raven are making their way to Araco, 
and that Storm is going to be leading the resistance against the Sinisters, and Mystique is probably going to be part of her brotherhood. That's fine. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, yeah, if you look at previews in the future, I guess you can really put the pieces together, right? <laughs> <laughs> so not this issue is what we're referencing Listen, now at this point? Kaylin is the Velma of our group. <laughs> <laughs> we want to turn her off. Watch it on HBO <laughs> Max. Bitter, yeah. uh, condescending, doesn't respect uh, the stupidity of our podcast, because ultimately what we are is a dumb podcast with even dumber jokes. You got to remember that. True. <laughs> yes. I would say that. Okay. So uh, I do think we... that was, I think, I do think the, the stuff in the past were all good pieces that when all this is assembled in some way, I'm going to enjoy reading much more because I actually do like the reveal. Yeah. Uh, I did not expect Xavier to be a sinister. The, the way it's, is... it's just old school, like X-Men comics. So like when you, re- when you take off a mask, when you do anything in comics in general and you're, narrating and you don't see your face Mm -hmm. we know there's a reveal coming it's going to be that last yeah but i'm a dumb bitch oh this feels very um like with miss sinister when she was just kind of just shows up after he dies quote unquote it's just like and you sort of go okay sure inserting himself into someone this feels like just another host body kind of situation i would agree like her who we'll never see again i guess it's um i i did love this fucking issue though and this this is the premiere like series to lead into the next crossover so yeah i mean it's really well done i i enjoyed it a lot i i all these issues have just been so fucking phenomenal sinister's chimera is coming out in all these crazy ways having an eye boy cyclops i knew you would love that he's just nuts and i think that all of his machinations are just really enjoyable did you like too many Proteuses? Yeah, <laughs> of course. Yeah, everyone did. I also thought the discussion uh, that Charles was having about like, even if it's a you know some version of Charles, that why why would I make myself intentionally suspicious if I'm a good person? And I think it's because I think that's an excellent explanation that if I if I'm worried about going unchecked, I want as many eyes on me that could check me. Um, going to check me, boo. I don't want this to whitewash him in any way I know. of certain things he's done. If they yeah. like the reveal, he's been since a sinister has been messing with him since like 1998, and all the stuff he's done yeah. since then has been like under influence. No, I want him to be a piece of I shit. I don't want a retcon. Yeah, I guess the way a way of viewing the his actions is that he has not been a sinister up until now, and that at sinister's death in the pit mm. or whatever in the pit that that triggered something. <laughs> That now he is psychically active. Has he died in the pit? I don't know if he died in the pit. No. It could be just a timed thing based off of when Mr. your brain Sinister's... is closed off for a bit. I don't know. I think we're missing the real issue here. Why is Mimic such a bitch? <laughs> why, why is why Mimic they... such a My bitch? My question is why is that even why is it even happen? Like why do they even need that? It made no I love sense that they were like matter. Mimic or Sync could do it, and then Mimic is like I ain't gonna do that. Man, I'm <laughs> Just, sorry. I'm not. I'm not a main character I'm currently, sorry. so I can't. He be... doesn't have a like a southern accent, but I don't care. Yeah, I don't. I didn't. I didn't get the point of that. It was um, whenever right before a crossover, the X Men feel empowered and they're like, "We're really sticking it to them, and we've become the heroes." And blah blah blah. And I'm like, "Y'all, you guys are about to go into a crossover. Why is Mystique or not Mystique? Why is Destiny not saying?" 
hey, this is actually going to be a crossover soon. So you guys all got to be prepared. She says that to them. But guys, get ready. This crossover, is a comic crossovers book crossover are, soon. And they're all like, what is she saying? Who knows? She's a woman in the future. Who can tell? All right, get out of here. No one likes you. But honestly, Sinister's going to shoot you right now. Oh, <laughs> uh, God. It's great issue. Great issue. All right. Let's move on to Dark Web X-Men number three by Jerry Duggan and Rod Rice. Gene and Maddie battle it out for those sweet baby memories. This is our motivation for Madeline Pryor uh, for destroying all of New York. It was to create a distraction to get a bank of memories of her son which she didn't get to enjoy. Uh, how did that feel? Not well, bitch. Um, I actually, this was a this was a great issue. This I think this is how you do modern comics now. Of like, maybe if we just sit down and talk about it and try to work out the shit, it could be resolved a little bit easier. Yeah, we're still gonna have that initial fight, but um, Jean's not a bad person, and she's like, why am I gonna be? Recording all these memories, baby, because they're all flowing out of me. It's weird. This entire mi- um, mi- miniseries slash storyline crossover is just two people want memories from the original version of themselves, and for no apparent reason, those two won't give them, and that's it. Yeah, <laughs> it's like just give it, just give them, share the fucking memories, or, and everyone will be fine. Or she didn't fun. have to make a speech; she could have just like thrown those memories to her. Spider-Man I mean, can do the same fucking thing. It's that's a good point. The motivation do that. I don't understand the whole. I like all of this. I yeah. like the characterization. I like the weirdness. I like all of it. I just don't understand why Same, this yeah. could have been done in half a second. It's like uh, if you could solve the story with a five-minute conversation, you've got a real problem. Like Oedipus. Yeah, yeah, If yeah. he just showed up and said, hey, I just killed a guy. A thousand percent, yeah. Is there anyone I should not be having sex with right now? <laughs> then... That con- I mean, I just, always have that quick, conversation. Just point to them <laughs> yeah. real quick. Just yeah. did you guys have a king or anything? I don't know. There's like a weird prophecy around me. There's uh, like a weird thing. There's like a whole thing. Uh, but in this, it's like, yeah, I really like the idea that you've got these two characters motivated by wanting memories back. I understand the gravity of your child is being taken from you. This other person's raising it. You don't get all those memories. And somehow you're supposed to be the villain. It's a great way of recontextualizing her as a character and why she's, you know, so manic. But yeah, Jean Grey would have given it to her if she asked for it. Yeah, you sick fuck. Um, yeah, she could have done this decade ago. Here's the she's thing: she's been alive and dead. Here's Another one's thing. been alive and dead. Never one's been. Is Jean Grey addicted to slapping people now? Yes. Let's talk about eight it. or nine panels. Okay. in this were devoted to, to her just being like ah ah ah, like just slap, slap, and a color lighting change with each slap. Purple. We're gonna red. see Cyclops's face so red in these next couple of panels during his face, of more sin. like his ass. <laughs> <laughs> well, I always see that. Yeah. yeah. Uh, also, uh, I think it's a good issue. Magic got a fun line in about uh, trying to keep the puppies, but I didn't think that they would were stolen from somewhere. How'd I didn't you, even think they were real at all. How'd you guys feel about Forge and uh, the, ba- basically barely anyone else <laughs> in this issue? I thought Forge's story was kind of fun. I like that they tried to help the people. Like the more only practical w- like ways of trying to help people in stories, I kind of enjoy. Well, it's an interesting battle strategy to annex the country that you're, uh, you know, kind of staying in. 
Like, it, maybe there'll be something interesting geopolitically about, like, all right, Forge has now claimed Krakoa as more a part of New York. How would New York respond to that? Or are they just going to forget about this and let it go by the way? Why was he like, I'll get you guys a safety to New Jersey? And I'm like, they're so close to New Jersey right now. Shouldn't you move them further fuck away? Like, take them to China. I don't know. Kansas, Anywhere. yeah. Portal doors. Something. When New Jersey was mentioned, there's like a couple states that like no matter what's happening, they will always be a joke. New Jersey and Florida are those two. Yeah. Jeez, yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, why don't you take me to uh, limbo itself? Well, or if violence breaks out, let me guess, is Texas going to be referenced? Yeah. Now? Like it's like we don't we don't need that. Uh, all right, let's move on. Venom number 15 by Ram V and Brian Hitch. Dylan works to rescue his dad from the clutches of himself. Um, is this the weakest part of Dark Web or the weakest part of Dark Web? I I, I mean, I wish we had not read this. We, we stopped reading, um, whatchamacallit, Globe, Gold Goblin or whatever the fuck that one's called, didn't we? That one would have been better, yeah. We should have read that. I. What else? Why? This, why is it so why, bad? Why did that red guy look like a sperm the whole time? I fucking hated Cause, cause this he's issue. Because he's part goblin and part. I can't follow the story, and I don't want symbiote. to. I'm so over symbiotes. I do think that there's probably some other Venom story that would have helped this a little Absolutely. bit. because well, I mean, I've been reading it, but also I don't really care. Um, I think it's. I think it's. Uh, Maybe not directly related into what our world is right now, where we're worried about the like infernal side of it. It just felt, it yeah, felt, it Eddie, felt personal. Eddie Brock has learned that he can travel from mind to mind through venoms, yeah, no, I uh, symbiotes, and he can travel through time the same way. And he ultimately meets a version of the King in Black in the future. This fucking guy, Meredith. Or whatever, <laughs> Meredith. You know her. I yeah, know. I know that bitch. She's real house size. She's pretty fun. And we learned that all the kings in black are are basically alternate successive versions of him. Can I ask you a question? If you don't like your explanation as you're explaining it, are we supposed to? I. <laughs> Just I'm trying to like make sure I understand what the fuck happened. This I issue. don't know. I don't know. It was so. It was tough. It's because we didn't follow that much of the previous stuff, so that that is on us a little bit. I felt like Dil- I read it. Dylan's though. just collecting weirdo symbiote side characters to go up against all the kings in black. Yeah. Who? I, I mean, I like that he has like this weird sword that you stab it into someone and it does a positive. <laughs> yeah, that would be fun. Uh, all right, let's talk about Deadpool number three by Alyssa Wong and uh, Martin Cocolo. It's the date issue. Uh oh. Deadpool and Valentine. Lady Deathstrike and her brother, Doc Ock, and Harrower, giraffes, and symbiotes. Uh, Everyone went on a date, basically. Would you kiss Deadpool? Yeah. Not Ryan Reynolds' Deadpool. Still, yes. What about the original Ryan Reynolds' Deadpool? Yeah, yeah, it doesn't matter. Yeah, all of them, yes. Yeah. The mouthless one that is like made of oh that one sword yeah. arms yeah you can't kiss him oh yeah the one from I'll find Wolverine him. I'll find him um I think this is endearing I just I'm Valentine it which her name's Valentine uh it's gonna not end well for Deadpool or for her well either she's a traitor or she's gonna be dead 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 
You know yeah, what I, mean? I do worry. She does not have a lot of plot armor. She to, said to cute her. a bunch of times. Do you think that's not enough? No. Yeah. yeah, it's it's going to be tough. I, I, I kind of like her. Uh, or sorry, I don't know. If it, are they non-binary? Is it maybe? They, yeah. Um, I, I can't I can't recall the first issue. The thing that concerns me about this character is that they don't have a lot of agency. They are just instrumental to Deadpool continuing his story. How dare you? Uh, they are into symbiotes and needles, apparently, and also eggs and I, animals. You're giving some, yeah. No. Do you think this character could stay around? No. No. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I mean, they, they, All right. they, All right. you guys both just pushed me. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> oh. Sh- shut up. What is this? Our bottom was brunch. <laughs> if, if her sibling was like a character that mattered, like her brother that's in this was the character that actually has been yeah. going on for a while. Maybe. Yeah. This is just fucking nobody again. It's just bringing two nobodies to nobody their way through. And then the next time someone else writes Deadpool, their characters are thrown out the window. But we've never seen a nice story of probably other than like the movie, like just Deadpool kind of being in love without any. This gave me the the same vibe of Wiccan and Hulkling being on vacation world or whatever, that it's a fun little jaunt. But I can't imagine that the main audiences for Deadpool are clamoring to have more of this, even if we enjoy it. Zoos, less zoos. Yeah, I didn't mean <laughs> big date. My first big zoos. date with a guy was at a zoo. Oh, really? It went well. Oh, the go? zoo day went well. I mean, it was four months of What's dating, so it wasn't nothing for the pod. Um, no, nah, I don't know. It's, <laughs> your, it's, your, it's your first name. Was he a giraffe? No. 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 Orangutan. <laughs> oh. oh, that makes so okay, much more cool. sense. Yeah. Okay. All right. Well, that's been our issues. Uh, <sighs> Guys, that's been our issues. And, you know, we always like to close out with a little something we call Plug Me Daddy. Oh, one more time. Wait. Oh, it's preemptive. Thank you. Harder? No. Okay. Um, It's where we each get to a chance to quickly highlight something that we've read, seen, heard, and experienced this week. I wanted to share with you our little, little homos. Uh, does anyone have anything that they would like to chat about? Today? Yeah. Uh, oh, great. Last of Us. On HBO. Oh, yeah. That's out. Good premiere. The first episode is an hour and 20 minutes, which was shockingly long. Yeah. I don't know if every episode is going to be that long, but Jesus Christ. Uh, And so far, great character development. Interesting story. They don't give you too much zombie stuff at the beginning, which is nice because they're actually allowing a story to build Mm -hmm. and move in a direction. I think it's, it's a lot of fun. It's true to the actual game too. The the intro starts. I like to hold up a controller and just press buttons while a TV show is on, and then I feel like I'm playing is that the TV why you show. Were doing that? I was so confused. Yeah. Um, do you guys got plugs? Plug. I it. I do. Um. So there's a show on Peacock, and everyone subscribe because it's a great streaming service. Uh, <laughs> it's like the trashiest <laughs> of the it's streaming the worst services one. by far. It's like. Bravo and NBC, you're like, I don't know. Just do it. It's the only one that when you start playing a show, sometimes it goes, nah. You find it I'm not else. in the mood, it says. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I'm like, what if I am? And they're like, right. you're probably not either. Which tragedy is it? So um, I'm picturing it's it called The Office. Tra- yeah, 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 yeah. It's called Traitors. Right. And so what the, the, the idea is, it's half reality 
uh, TV stars, a lot from Bravo, if you can imagine it, because it's on Peacock. Mm -hmm. So we have people from Below Deck. We have people from Beverly Hills Housewives. We have people from the Shaws of Set. We have all the classics there that we've been begging for. And it's mixed Survivor, with Bachelor. Survivor, Bachelor. Big Above Brother. Deck. Above Lower Deck. Decks. In, in between <laughs> Deck. Yeah, from that cartoon. Um, yeah. Uh, Bravo. Yeah, exactly. Anyway, and then also it's mixed with a ca- other cast of just noobs. And people by noobs, I mean people. Nobody. <laughs> yeah, literally. People that were handpicked from West Hollywood that were ready to go to some random place. And it's all hosted by Alan Cummings. And baby, he is doing his best clue impression the entire time. He has a new outfit every scene he's in. It's wild. His Scottishness is ratched up it's, for days. Yeah, <laughs> I don't think he's even that Scottish. No, he's not. Yeah. Every scene, it's a fake accent. He, he is puts doing it on so much. It's the funny. most. So is he the traitor? No, I win. No, no, but if anyone dies... I guess the Scottish he, people, yes. Everyone's picture is on like a big wall. And he just throws it aside and says, I don't even know who the fuck that person was, basically. <laughs> He'll try to rhyme, but if it doesn't come to him, he's not going to worry about it. Like, like it's really fun. So uh, basically, the basic premise is it's like the mole, but you know who the actual traitor is. For, the traitors are from the very beginning. We do. We do, as the audience. Yeah. Which is really fun. We so, do, as... As Ryan and Clark, <laughs> do just no, just they tell two people. Brahma told us yeah. specifically, uh, but it's a wild ride. And honestly, there's uh, not to spoil too much, but there's one reality TV star that is literally doesn't want to be on the show anymore, and they are stuck there because no one okay, wants yeah, to yeah, eliminate yeah, 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 them. Yeah, yeah. And it is quite a wild ride. It's just very fun. My favorite character, who I won't say anything about. Okay, um, they're d- real people. D- doesn't. Excellent job without actually winning. Oh, okay. Okay. That and is, that's that a is, tease for more. Uh, how Clark, enigmatic. Clark, what no, is your I'll, I'll, I don't have one. I I didn't really like anything this year so far, but I will piggyback. I, as I just did, I piggybacked off of yours. Okay. Well, right. Now we found the real traitor. <laughs> <laughs> traitor to the podcast. All right. That's oh. been our episode. Woo. You know, you can read us. That was that was a long episode. I feel like. actually it was surprisingly shorter. <laughs> what read more things that that robot? Told oh yeah, you to give no. us one more real. No, no, no. We don't want to hear more of Chat GPT. <laughs> you guys can't even remember its name. <laughs> All right, uh, you can find us on Twitter at Homo Superior X and Instagram at Homo Superior Podcast. Check out our interview with Steve Orlando. Uh, we'll be back next week on Fridays. That's what we do. So, bye, little homos. Happy Friday.